for God, for country, for truth, for justice, for the Republic. You're listening to the Powder Monkey Podcast on PirateInfoWars.com. Welcome to episode 36 of the Powder Monkey Podcast. Um, this title is going to be The Sum of All Fears. And um, my guest today is uh, back uh, from uh, episode 18. Uh, she's, it's been about 14 months since uh, this whole pandemic thing has uh, rolled out. And so I'm glad to have her back on. Uh, Welcome, Chanda. Uh, thanks for being on the Powder Monkey Podcast again. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Um, Chanda, you are a uh, former House of Delegates member uh, for the 31st District. Uh, you are a pharmacist. You're uh, uh, versed in clinical pharmacology. And so, uh, I mean, you, uh, you've you done your residency. You bring Veritas to this conversation, I feel. And I think anybody who can't see that, I mean, for any of your haters out there, um, you know, well, they can just hate on. Uh, I, w- there's a lot of people who like what you do and what you say. Um, but you you made a comment uh, in episode 18, and you said, 14 months ago, I am very fearful of what is about to happen. I and, said that, I was almost prophetic in so many ways. It was. And so, you know, I, I mean, I can sit here and repeat what I hear and what I say, but, you know, you you have, um, you know, you have background, you have um, experience in a lot of this. And so just as somebody, you know, with your background, 14 months into it, um, just what's, what's your gut feeling on this whole situation, where we're at today? I mean, how has the rollout of everything um, uh, appeared to you? So I go back 14 months, and I think when I said that, the only reason why I said that is because prior to at that point, if you look at what I had been looking at for several several years preemptively leading up to that point, I saw the downhill spiral that was already taking place within our state and not just with, you know, any certain shot or any certain um, with a pandemic or the flu, but just this medical tyranny that was just, you know, starting to just roll down like a like a big snowball. It was just coming down the hill. And I was seeing it through, you know, even through Obamacare, if you go far back and people being forced to purchase insurance, we just saw we are seeing this medical tyranny put on people and being forced into something and through, you know, the medical community. So I, I felt like when it first all started here at this point, um, you know, I just it really it really didn't surprise me in any way, except I would say probably like every American, you know, 14 months ago when President Trump came on television and was telling us what was happening. I'm sure everybody was a little fearful at that mm-hmm. moment. But at that time when the president was speaking to us and he said, hey, this is just for a few weeks, right? So, you know, we just thought, okay, we just got to be on guard for a few weeks. But here we are 14 months later and in sitting in West Virginia, we're listening to the governor um, essentially lecture us and have Clay Marsh, who they call the czar of the COVID czar, you know, and they're, they're lecturing us about what we need to do. And I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I don't need the government to protect me. We need to protect ourselves from our government because they think they know best, just like this medical community now knows they or now they think they know best. So um, how do I think it's been handled? 
you know, let's go back to President Trump and so on. Let's just talk about our governor, what has happened from the very beginning and our Republican-led legislature. I think a lot of people were probably upset that they didn't go into session in 2021 and, you know, rectify everything that he's been doing under his emergency orders in West Virginia. So, you know, the governor has a lot of power. Um, So the way it's all been rolled out, I think that for the majority of Americans, not everybody, some people believe in the government wholeheartedly. They have your best interest at heart. But I think a lot of people in America have just, excuse me, and even in West Virginia, see that our government has a lot of power. I mean, the reality is, is your kids aren't your kids. My kids aren't my kids. They're the kids of, they're the words of the state, honestly. So I think people, it's it's giving people the ability to see the way they've rolled all this out and put the mandates and stop the business and stop the economy. It's been able for, it's been something now that people can, when you'd say, hey, we have medical tyranny. No, we don't. Well, yes, we do. Because look at what happened in 18 with our teachers when they were forced into a plan where they had to, you know, to get points and get reduced, um, you know, premiums, they had to they were forcefully answering questions and taking surveys and listening to videos. And so I, the way it's all been rolled out, it is, it is scary for anybody who owns a business, things like that. But this has been, this has been coming for a long time, the way, you know, I've been seeing it happen. So I, I made a, I made a grave mistake during our last interview. I confused medical freedom with health freedom. And I, I, I said that, um, and I, I didn't I didn't really do justice to. I also didn't mention that that you're a, a founding member and uh, you know pillar as you as you've mentioned of West Virginians for health freedom, and uh, so I, I, there is no such thing apparently as medical freedom, um, but there will be such a thing as health freedom. People are not going to allow, you know. Uh, history to repeat itself. I I truly believe that, you know, at least in America at some point very soon, people are going to say enough. People are going to say enough. You don't come knock on my door. You don't come, you know, with your COVID strike force. But, you know, why I called it the sum of all fears is, you know, I love my children very much. And I have a, you know, you mentioned Clay Marsh. um, And I have a son who goes to WVU. And, Again, like I, like I sort of told you before we began, it, it's sort of like watching a zombie movie and and, you know, you think that could never happen, you know, in real life. But, you know, the same thing, you you think this dystopian reality, this this dystopian nightmare that we see, you know, with Huxley and, and Orwell, that could never happen in real life. And now we see um, you know, its signature, its fingerprint over everything. And, uh, you know, people saying, no, we have no expectation of, uh, you know, uh, you know, the ability to, to say what goes into our bodies. Um, you know, the state is the final god or, uh, you know, ward of, you know, and it, it, it just, again, it, it's that push. It's that, um, you know, you mentioned that the kid, our kids aren't ours. Well, if you think, you know, if you go back to Melissa Harris Perry, um, you know, running the the ad, uh, what was she on, MSNBC or CNN, one of the two, but uh, she was a news commentator. But they ran an ad that we should move past the idea that children belong to us and that uh, instead understand that children belong to the community. And <laughs> and again, that's that's it's that's, that's that goes, you know, that's that's being fed through into the eyes of every American watching that news channel. And it's just straight up, you know, Big Brother propaganda. But, um, you know, it, it just when my son started sending me text and pictures that he was receiving from WVU about, um, you know, your vaccine registration deadline is coming up. Yeah. And are are you, you, you have to, it's a declaration. You have to, your status, we have to know your status. And it's scary. It's scary as hell. I mean, you know, because he, he's saying, dad, you know, and, and, you know, that's what he, he wants to know. How's one going to operate in an education environment uh, like WVU? without being a vaccinated being a vaccinated person and i use that term vaccine at first very loosely and we'll get into that later but um but um yeah so let's look at the public institutions right now i, I know just with 
Well, okay, so let, let's even just like this vaccine, there's only one vaccine that is allowed for, you know, kids on, or 18 for the 12 to 15 year olds. But like, let's just look at, I actually wrote some of those numbers down because it is very concerning, especially for a male at that age. So on July 12th, for 16 to 24 year olds, which was the most common age for the myocarditis and the pericarditis side effect, mostly under 30, there have been over a thousand reports reported almost 1100 so you know in public institutions because i think the big push right now is mandating it in colleges that's what we're hearing because right now that's the only you know it's not really 12 and under doesn't have approval use although they're getting ready for it i can promise you that it's coming however right now so you have let's look in west virginia you have view there should be a way to be able to to get an exemption and so first thing and you know and i'm not giving a medical advice i'm here talking as someone who's been reading and looking i'm not giving a medical advice i'm telling people this is what you can try this avenue check it out see what you can find out but i would call and find out what the policy is what exemptions are available whether they allow for a medical exemption or religious exemption we have private institutions and one here in the southern part of the state so we've we've got kids who are forced to go to this or forced to be vaccinated to attend this private institution well if you read what they, the religious exemption for this private institution they have to approve it and so when i called my local senator uh to discuss this and said hey you guys as the senate need to put protections in place to protect us because it, it is coming. I mean, that's not prophecy. I mean, this this is the way it's going. It's going to get approval for 12 and under. It wouldn't surprise me if, the, and as soon as it gets approval and it's not under this emergency use, I guarantee you they're going to push to mandate it. Of course they would if there's no one to put a protection in place for us. So, you know, I tell the senator, I'm like, hey, we need this. And he said, oh, but it's a private, this is what's so funny. It's a private institution, this college that I was particularly talking about. He said, well, they, 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 they can make their own decisions. <laughs> I said, it's funny because there was a bill this past legislative session to let private schools choose how they wanted to allow their vaccinated children to come in. But nobody, want, they, you know, we couldn't get the votes for that. So which which way is it really? You're going to eat your cake, you know, have, you know, have your cake and eat it too. I mean, what do you, what do you, but it's, you have a majority leader in the West Virginia Senate who is a physician, you know, and so he is regurgitating everything that, you know, these medical, you know, tyranny uh, leaders are just spitting out. And, you know, what surprised me about the masks and where that's even going to go, because this agenda is just coming from the left. A lot of it, I hate to politicize it, but a lot of it is. And then, you know, through the medical community, I mean, look what the Academy of Pediatrics, look what they stand for. And to think that they're not uh, taking money from drug companies and what all it's just it's so like let's just pop the can, you know just open a can of worms so there's just a lot to it i mean don't we have companies like pfizer um i, I think i just heard it today um you know just in in as chatter while i was doing my day-to-day -day work but um I think Pfizer has something to do with the new mandate for kids. Um, they, they're behind the funding of that. Now, I'll, I'll have to dig a little deeper. I'll send you a link after the show. But, um, you know, well, and, and the free vaccines. The last time I checked, there's nothing free. We have yeah. how many kids on insulin and EpiPens? None of that's free. No. It blows my mind. And I'm like, when they're like, go get your shot, it's like you can get it for free. And I'm like, there is nothing for free. This is all in these. This is these are the deals that they make. The federal government purchased this from these companies. You know, there is there's there's a reason why even Medicaid has its own um, rebate division to get rebates back from these drug companies for, sure. for these medications. I'm like, this is it's and it's so intense. It's so thick. You know, you just can't even make heads or tails of it. And 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 any sort it's so heavy and so thick between the medical community the pharmaceutical companies and government so it's you know one thing that we discussed last time as well was um informed consent yeah and if you would have told me a year ago 14 months ago i mean i knew that it was there i've always been shadow banned or or turned down you know but um if you would have told me 14 years ago that i mean 14 months ago that we couldn't have that conversation um, you know, about ivermectin. We couldn't have that conversation. And then to, for most people who will never understand, but, you know, people need to understand that for this MNRA, MNRA vaccine, mm -hmm. uh, 
mRNA vaccine, I'm sorry, uh, to to be used, it had to, there had to be no other available treatments um, available as I understand it. Um, and so that's why they could use this. Now, it's not approved. You discussed how many, um, you know, injuries and reportings. Uh, I looked up the VAERS site. They're showing uh, 12,000 plus right now. Now, if this had been an approved clinical trial, I heard a doctor say that somewhere around 25 is where they start pulling it. Um, you know, so I, I, it it is. You know, you mentioned you know some of the some of the the side effects and some of the things that are happening to to even younger kids. Um, I'm hearing a lot. People talk a lot about prions um, and this affecting you know things like that. Um, uh, people calling in, uh, you know, to talk shows and talking about uh, people being run through nuclear medicine, and and you know they that the results would show that they have prion growths or prion crystals. If that makes any sense, I don't know. Yeah. But, well, let's talk really quick about bears because I think bears is it, it's funny. We're I'm going to tell you about how we talk out of two sides of our mouth again. So you will hear um, physicians and very pro vaccine advocates who just give them all everybody's the same one size fits all and they'll say well theirs is this 30 year old passive system we can't trust theirs anybody can do anything but now all of a sudden with these emergency use vaccines oh we have a great way to check for side effects it's called theirs mm-hmm. and i'm like oh it only if it fits your narrative to do sure. what you want to do. And I'm like it, it's just out of two sides of your mouth so i'll just give you for example just for these vaccines and from January of 2020 to December of 2020, in total, there was 166 deaths reported for all vaccines. Just from December 14th, when we started the COVID vaccination program to March 19th, there was 1,957 deaths reported. So here, here's my thing. If you have a drug that can, you know, the company can be sued for that drug. For instance, um, uh, you know, mo- drugs can be, Biologicals vaccines cannot be. You don't sue drug companies for any kind of risk mm. or death. So that's that's the big point there. Okay. But if you're in the hospital, and I've served on these committees, we do formulary reviews. We look at the drug classes, what's the most effective and cost effective, and this and that for your institution. But if we actually cared that much about vaccines, but why would we do that? Nobody is liable in the hospital institution. So nobody's nobody's looking at theirs. There's no private or you know, special group going in, they're actually supposed to report the data to Congress and it's supposed to be reported. But as we know, Dell Bigtree has uncovered that the law hasn't been followed. So right. his Informed Consent Action Network, the ICANN network, they, they actually just FOIA requested all of the clinical trial information that had been didacted when they first requested. They went to court and sued to get the unredacted uh, parts of that to find out the true safety of this mRNA vaccine. And if you go so far back as they looked at mRNA vaccines with the RSV virus, which is a, a respiratory virus that affects babies, they did this back in the 1960s. The the vaccine it was impossible. It it was not working. It was un. But it's amazing that this quick we've got this vaccine, and we really just don't know. I mean, if you listen to the view and the leftist you know, very, you know, leftist-minded, mandating-minded people, they just think that everybody with a complete disregard for life, complete disregard for any kind of, you know, medical background where someone might be medically vulnerable and not be able to take it. So there's just so many facets to this. We need like 50 shows on all of these things because informed consent is saying, hey, here's the information. You make a medical you make that health freedom choice for you based off this medical information, but now it's just shoved down your throats and you're anti-science and you're not a scientist anyway. We know better than you. Just comply. Yeah. That's rad. And that's 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 not America. Well, it's not scientific either, no. is it? I mean, you know, it's, no, it's um, not science evolves. We don't just someone tells us this is how it is and this is how it's always going to be. Because as we know, you know, we find out one week this drug works, but the next week it has this bad side effect. That's kind of why we monitor patients in the hospital. You know, if you you know any adverse event report for a drug gets reported to the ADR committee and we review them because we don't want to be sued as a hospital institution if you're working there to ensure that that drug is effectively treating these patients and it's safely treated. Oh, but hey, we don't have to be sued for a vaccine. 
We don't care. We want to get that shot in, get that money for that shot. And I mean, what is it? To me, it's like th that's a disregard because the liability is not there. They're they're not liable for that. Right. And also, you know, talking about, you know, the, the money and, you know, it's the root of all evil. Um, the love of money is the, the root love. of all evil. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, you know, with it, um, you know, we, we saw that the the hospitals were getting such, you know, large amounts for COVID, you know, diagnosis and then COVID deaths. Yes. Yeah, and, and yeah. And so, um, you know, and then, and then we get we start to, you know, we talk about, you know, how the shots uh, I don't know. Have you I, I guess have you ever heard of the Francis Crick Institute? What, what's the last name? Francis, uh, Francis Crick Institute. No, I'm not. Okay. Um, it's a, it was a main uh, bioweapons lab in London. Uh, the guys, the group, le a group leader there, I guess Francis Crick was, uh, you know, the, I guess he discovered, um, you know, DN the DNA sequence or, or whatever. But, you know, with it, uh, this, this gentleman's name is David Bauer. And he said something, uh, you know, I, I won't watch the piece today and it's being censored all over the Internet. But he said uh, that in these studies with with the shots that uh, the shots destroy the immune system, uh, you have about one sixth of the neutralizing antibodies. Um, and he mentioned that those, you know, I guess to people like me who, who don't have the, you know, the, the medical speak there, uh, it's the gold standard for your body's defense. Uh, it keeps, it, you know, they basically keep, um, they block viruses from permeating your cells. Right. So you've got one sixth of those. It's lower. If you're older, um, you know, you have lower levels, uh, you know, is what they're finding. Now, uh, he says as uh, time goes on, uh, it lowers. So there's going to be a need for new vaccines. And I'm, you know, I'm, I've, I don't know if the, the term has been coined. I'm sure maybe they have, but I'm calling it bio updating. I mean, we, we have to look at who's behind this. It's right. Bill Gates. So if, if this does in fact do something like that, you know, we're going to have to update, you know, or you're going to be out of, you know, eventually are you going to quit working like uh, a Windows product? Um, I mean, how do, how's that going to work? <laughs> right. Well, but at the same time, like now, wait, there's the third booster that's coming about, right? Because you're going to need your booster. Right. I don't know if it's creating mutations with this virus. We keep hearing about the Delta variant. Well, where did that come from? Where did that originate from? Maybe Rand Paul can get to the bottom of that when he's trying to figure out who really funded that, you know, gain of function research. So, yeah, I think that this does not end. I think people really have to realize, and that's not prophecy, this has been happening for years and yes. it's a snowball effect. And now they see that the sum of all fears and fear motivates, like, look what is happening. I've seen so many people put shots in arms, not because they wanted to, because they had to, to go to work. They didn't want to wear a mask. Uh, they didn't want to quarantine because that's how they punish you. You'll, if you even if you've had COVID and you have positive antibodies, that doesn't matter. Um, you know, and they're going to punish you. These places of employment, or whatever the case may be, or they're so afraid they're going to be liable because someone might catch COVID. And if one person isn't vaccinated in their place of employment, um, you know what's going to happen. So all of these things all all make sense to anybody in th that has been watching, diving into this. This whole medical freedom and, and health freedom ordeal, people can get to choose every day to smoke cigarettes. Can they not? I oh, mean, they, they can choose to eat themselves to an oblivion at the buffet. There is no one preaching at them, yelling at them, screaming at them that you're destroying your body. Um, you know, so here we are. We have people segregating and discriminating against people who are choosing not to take a vaccine. Many it's a two-tier society. I'm very much like Rand Paul. I have positive antibodies. We have studies that show that the likelihood that I'll be re reinfected, which I know that I could be, but the likelihood that I am with positive antibodies, it's very low. And that's the risk that I medically, with my health freedom, want to take. But yes. going to be punished for noncompliance, you know, because it, it all circles back. Too right. many. It's just a shame. So on the medical freedom side and on the health freedom side, we do want to support everybody. It's. I, I, I want to ask you this since you brought up Rand Paul. Um, now, I've seen on film from December the 19th of 2018, Fauci 
talking about funding gain of function research. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's it's basically he was discussing how uh, the 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 ban, I guess, had been lifted and they were going to fund this this gain of function research. And he went on to talk about, um, you know, in it just to be fair, he went on to talk about basically uh, how this is going to uh, this gain of function is going to be used to to find, I guess, different viral vectors for, you know, whatever I, you know, that's but, um, you know, it, it's a. a after talking about gain of function, he talks about how it's going to be such a good thing in this. And this is like some kind of meeting, you know, some kind of dinner or something they're having somewhere. But, uh, um, you know, Fauci is the head of the NIH. He's very powerful. And I'm sure that the NIH sends a lot of funding to a lot of different places. And I, I don't know, um, you know, I don't know what may be possibly, but, but, I just it's it's been suggested that maybe a lot of people were afraid to talk about, you know, the things that are happening in the medical pr profession, because once you do, if you piss Fauci off in the NIH, then there the funding dries up. Now, I don't know. I mean, you know, but uh, kind of hearsay, you know, off yeah. like if we go against what they're doing, will we will we get our grant for next year or will we, you know, and I, I can understand that. I'm sure anybody can understand that. If you go against the grain, against things that your boss wants, are you going to be looked favorably? I mean, of course. And he's been there for over 36 years. Yes. He's been there a long time. Five, admi and, six administrations now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so many people look back with what he did with the HIV virus and those things happening there. I mean, I think that you know, obviously he's a super smart guy and he's just been in government too long for my taste. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I think that that exchange, I think that people need to hear it. And while there's always theater involved in politics, a hundred percent, I believe that Dr. Fauci, if he wants to say that Rand Paul was lying based off the NIH's discussion, I want to know everybody on the list that Dr. Fauci said, this went up and down the chain of some of the top virologists of the world that said that what they were doing is not gain of function. Because based off of what Senator Paul said, and based off of what happened there, even if it wasn't exactly that virus that caused the COVID-19 pandemic, if he lied before Congress, because it really wasn't even about COVID, it was about the fact that he was trying to prove that Dr. Fauci had lied before Congress. And right. I think there's a lot of people in America. I mean, we've seen the memes, Dr. Falsy. Nobody believes what he says. His guidance is flippant. He changes day by day. He's at the right. baseball game without his mask. Sometimes he has two masks on. He's been called theater. It's so political. So here we are with this guy. And I mean, my faith is not in Dr. Fauci. Does does what type of connection would the NIH have with something like the WVU hospitals? And well, they apply for grants. They can get special funding. They can get um, they can get money. So uh, I see uh, we have nonprofits in West Virginia where we have people that sit on boards of nonprofits, and then they also sit on boards of larger nonprofits. So right. pharmaceutical companies give grants and uh, awards to nonprofits, and then those nonprofits then take that money and grant it to other nonprofits. And there is that money in West Virginia. So right. that money is being funneled to nonprofits in grants or awards, and it just filters all the way down to the billboard telling you to, to uh, sure you know, go get this medicine or do this for your wound or take this vaccine or, you know, that's how that works. So, right. you know, yeah, so it's kind of like, why are the vaccines free? People need to think about this. Why would the federal government be giving free vaccines? Oh, why, now? why would they be mandating free vaccines? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, that, right. I, I, I don't need it. Um, oh, but, yeah, let's um, get back to that whole free vaccine and the baby dog campaign. It's, it's embarrassing to me, you know, it's funny, I really appreciate your comment. Before I came on, you know, you appreciated my professionality and all this. How professional does it look when you are, you know, and, and I hate to criticize, but if I sit here and tell you, hey, you know, Sean, you really need to work out. If I don't do that, but I'm telling you it's good for you, it's kind of, um, 
you know, it's counterintuitive in my mind. So, you know, I do work out. So like Sean, you should do that. You could change your life. It's amazing. I was right. able with my chronic illness to be able to fight COVID and do it well because I believe I take care of myself. But here you have our governor who we know is, you know, he's a larger man, you know, holding his bulldog, telling us to go get a free shot yeah. for money. And never is he saying, hey, go get your free insulin. Hey, children, go get your EpiPens. I'm going to give you those for free, those life-saving medications. And he's got his dog and he's giving away money. If you can't see through that theater, I mean, I don't know what else to say. That's not science. It's, I just, it makes me sad because when he sits at his desk and preaches to us, mm -hmm. um, I almost just feel sorry for him in so many ways because I'm, I'm not sure what he's been told. I know his daughter, he talks about as a physician, um, you know, you just don't know what you don't know, you know, yeah. and, but you know, I tried to get a meeting with him for a couple years and you know how hard it was. It was extremely hard because I could never get a meeting. You know, I used to call his assistant every Friday, checking on the schedule, and I could just never. And that was prior to being appointed to the legislature. Even right. when I was in the legislature, I couldn't get close to him. It's so funny. People probably think, well, you you just, you guys sit around powwow all the time. No, I couldn't get close to him. He wouldn't take a meeting. He knew what I stood for. I was, he knows exactly what I stood for. So, you know, but that's, that's where we're at in West Virginia. But he has come out and said he's not for mandates. But who's right. WVU is going to be okay with that? If right. money's tied along, does anybody care if the gov if Governor Justice cares about mandates? So you know, there's a lot at play and a lot at stake, and we'll just we'll see how that goes here in West yeah. Virginia. I told my son that um, you know he and and he is he's fearful. He said that it's it's become uh, you know pretty much a stigma if you're unvaccinated. People yeah. are. It's, I mean, you know, he's, he is seeing that, that two-tiered society form, um, you know, he was carrying around an app on his phone that was tracking him that would allow him access to certain buildings and everything. Now, where, I mean, that we, we cannot allow that to happen. No. We, the people, need protections. We need protection from technocracy. You know, Google, it's come out that Google actually has had, you know, and I'm not going to I'm not going to delve too far into it. People can look it up. But Google has interests in some of these vaccines, um, you know, so they're controlling the narrative. Um, the White House is flagging, you know, posts that they don't like. Um, you know, we the people need protections. We the people of West Virginia need to, to stop from being, you know, that the, that boot is right at our head and yeah. it's about to stomp on it. And, you know, it's not going to feel good. Um, Many people, though, they think it doesn't affect them, but it does when that loved one's in the hospital and they're saying you have to look through the glass window or, you know, you're saying I want I saw a video from a guy in Mississippi where West Mississippi and West Virginia have a lot of similar laws and their medical tyranny um, cascade and policies. Um, and the guy was saying that, you know, their family is trying to tell these doctors to give this patient their loved one ivermectin. It was working and they're just refusing to do it. Yeah. I mean, that, that's where we're at right now. So it makes me sad. I was going to say that earlier when we were talking about colleges, one thing that people need to know of and in West Virginia, a principal was removed when for senior year, she took all these kids into the auditorium at the gym and said, okay, here's the people who have not had a DTAP booster, their meningitis vaccine, and like sent them to the cafeteria. And one of those children had special needs. And so it really upset this child. And so there was a huge campaign on Facebook about this principle because of what had happened, because you cannot do that. But there's a law called FERPA, it's it's F-E-R-P-A, and it stands for a bunch of letters, but it actually pulls a vaccine record into your educational record, but it's still protected by law. So I'm not sure how they get around by exposing, you know, part of your educational record through the app to other kids or punishing you for not complying. But I do believe that if you go through, you know, your policy, your human resources department or your, you know, student advocacy center, somewhere there's got to be a way for you to be able to see. Because I don't think through the public schools, they are allowed to mandate this yet. Because they take, I got news for you, we fund WVU. I mean, mm. they take taxpayer money. It kills right. me. See the tuition going up? It's just counterintuitive. You're paying tuition for your son, but yet they were saying higher education tax dollars. 
and because of our certificate of need program which is literally the wall of you want to start a medical business in west virginia good luck with that get past the certificate of need leaders who decide whether or not we even need your business they won't let why do you think every small hospital is being taken over by wvu the certificate of need program is what allows them to take over the state and so then if you have a monopoly on the medical care most people a lot of people don't have the means to go outside of the state it's really sad it makes me so sad for the citizens of west virginia that i love because i love this state but that's what you have and people probably don't even know what con or certificate of need is like i said this issue is so deep and so complicated i mean even just someone who just gets you know appointed through the uh, you know into the government i mean that i i didn't even have a chance to dive into education which eats up a fourth of our budget Right. And I was just diving into the DHHR, DHS budget, which that whole department in itself, you know, the funds. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. The thumb of all my fear is the government, not what's not not what's coming, not what virus is coming to get me. It's the powers that the government has. What and was it? The willingness Ronald, to comply. Right. What was it that Ronald Reagan said? Uh, you know, uh, what's one of the five uh, i'm 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 from the government and i'm here to help you know that's i guess one of the scariest phrases or yeah. i forget what the punchline but uh it is scary right you know and um you know it's it's just that we're having these you know we we try to have these conversations but again um just the censorship the um the pushback the um you know you the presidential you know uh you know uh statements like you're a terrorist if you spread vaccine disinformation Co you know i mean where does it end well what and, is this information you know what i mean like saying that there's adverse events right they, i actually watched a clip from the view where they were talking about the Rand paul dr fauci exchange and i can't even i can't even understand the, the the mindset of where they come from where they think that dr fauci is the above all say all he gets to say everything because he's the scientist and it's it's almost like a god mentality of like whatever he says really is he is the scientist but Rand paul's a physician does he not have any smarts can we not ask questions right. and they literally said what he's doing is putting out disinformation i thought he's actually just putting out information where people can make their own decision on what is gain of function research, what is really happening, and is this really corrupt? So, you know, people, we get called, we get, we, I, I know, West Virginia is for health freedom, which our focus is educating. The more you educate about both sides of this issue, the benefits and the risks of the vaccine, it, anything that has to do that goes against the narrative of the Academy of Peds, these, uh, you know, these people in the medical leadership, uh, you know, they'll, they'll call you, you know, it's disinformation. And it's so sad because a lot of times we're just asking questions. I, I, I was going to ask you, I mean, being associated, you know, with the health freedom movement, I mean, I'm sure you've seen um, contact explode over the last year. Um, I'm sure that um, um, I'm sure that you've uh, also seen uh, censorship explode over the last year. T talk about um, what you are, especially being, you know, uh, construed, you know, uh, with the media attacking you. And, you know, I think at one point you were called a, uh, uh, referred to as an anti-vaxxer and, you know, all this stuff. Talk about what, what has happened over the last year. Um, so with the Health know. Freedom Group, we have exploded. I mean, we have so many new uh, act or people who are just wanting to be a part of the group. There's some questions to answer. We've definitely had people who've trolled in the group. They're always looking to see if we're doing something, I don't know, saying these disinformation things or trying to give medical advice. We're just, we are just a group of people giving information to other people. So, you know, when I was put into the legislature and I was noted for the health freedom group, we didn't have that many people there at, at the time in the group. But once, you know, even bad press to, for me was good press. It's all good press. Sure, it's all right? good press. Because as soon as they saw that I was a pharmacist, a pharmacist thought that, you know, people were like, wait a minute, she talks like she knows a little bit about something and considering i've been in many different clinical realms and serving in different areas of pharmacy you know i think for many families who felt like they didn't have a voice for at least i was able to give them that voice 
And I washed my, I, I have, I put on my big girl pants. I didn't care what the newspaper said because ultimately I had the truth on my side. They were the ones spinning, you know, spinning a narrative. So we, you know, that we had a lot of people come and the influx now is huge. It is, it's huge. We can't keep up in so many ways. Um, you know, I've seen parents message me who didn't care about the health freedom movement, didn't care about forced vaccinations for the younger kids, but now their college kids are being forced. And now they're like, what do I do? So, you know, we have vaccine injury attorneys that we've made connections with. Um, you know, we're an affiliate organization with um, West Virginia Nurses Association. We, we have teamed up to be able to just get information out. So um, we've seen that happen. We don't let the negative affect us. We, because when you know the truth, why, why would it bother you to, to tell the truth, right? For us, it doesn't. And we know that there are people who, because they don't have a health background, on the Health Freedom Board, you know, we have a physician, we have a nurse, we have a pharmacist, we have, uh, you know, biz, uh, uh, business leaders, we have moms, we have a whole host of chiropractors, we have a whole host of people of different educational backgrounds. So I think that people just see us as a group of people who care about people and just give them a voice where the, they otherwise wouldn't. So, um, you know, that's, we do deal with negativity. Um, we deal with issues at the Capitol. When we go to the Capitol, we, we've had a lot of um, nasty things said and written about us. But like I said, we know what the truth is and that's, that's all we can do is speak truth. And we do it with kindness. How has your Facebook group fared and everything like that? Um, we, we do have state groups that have been removed. We have not at this time. We have not. But we really try to focus on education. Our website is um, www.wv4healthfreedom.com. And we do weekly messages that we send to our legislators just to educate them about what is happening. Because the reality is, is if you have an HVAC guy who's in the legislature, he has no clue what is yeah. happening and it, he might be a grandpa yeah well <clears throat> in 1980 or 1975 or 70 what was happening with his kids then it's not the same so unless grandpa gets out of hvac business and goes to a pediatrician's well care visit and sees what's happening he's not going to understand you know so we send weekly messages to update legislators so they know many of them don't know and it's a scary issue to tackle i mean i've literally had senators <laughs> recently and I've made comments about, I, I, and this is just me personally from people that I know, and I'm like, hey, X, Y, Z is happening and this and that. And they're like, well, you need to be down here with this to fight. And right. I'm like, but I'm not there. You are. And I'm telling you to stand up for me, advocate for me. But a lot of times it's just, it's hard for them if you don't have the background. And I have a personal experience with a vaccine injury. It's very true in my life. And I know exactly what happened to me. And so it gives me that ability to be bold. So it's, it's harder, but in, in West Virginia alone, what kills me is if you go to the West or if you go to the government website and it's where VAERS, the VAERS data is linked, it will say that vaccine injury happens to one in a million prior to the COVID vaccine. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so they said okay. one in a million, okay? Right. So if you look at how they actually was able to get that number, they would say, okay, in vaccine court, we would adjudicate this many claims and then there's been this many millions of doses and we've adjudicated this many claims to this many doses, that leaves it one in a million. Well, that's ridiculous because just because you adjudicated a claim doesn't mean an adverse event truly did happen. I suffered an adverse event and I didn't get any payment for the government for my blindness from a vaccine. So, hence, if even if it's at one in a million, how many millions of people do we have in West Virginia? Right. Right, we have like not even two million. And I have almost 3,000 people in a group that suffered adverse events or they dealt with this. So somebody's not telling the truth. Who right. is that? So I'm like, is any investigators from the DHHR busting down our doors to try to figure out what's happened to all these people that are so concerned and like looking for information? Heck no. Give your kids your shots. It's what's good for you. Take your medicine. Right. So Take so. your medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Call yeah. me that in 18 months and let's see what they're forcing down our our threads in 18 months. <laughs> I don't think there will be in 18 months. I mean, and I, I'm, I'm maybe, you know, being a, a little uh, a bit of uh, hyperbole there, but, um, you know, I don't know that we're going to have 18 months at this rate. I mean, I'm looking at the trend. I'm looking where we were 14 months ago. If you recall, 
um, what, two and a half years ago, you were in a couple of the maybe executive committee, uh, executive committee meetings that I was in telling people you are being censored. Your your competitor, your you know, the Democrats aren't ha aren't experiencing what you're experiencing. You have to find ways around the algorithms. You know, Facebook spent a lot of time. The 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 DNC spent a lot of time. Now the DNC is in people's text messaging and everything like that now. That you know the they the, the it has just ramped up to where I'm, it, it takes my breath sometimes. I, I understand it's so big and so much. How, you can't sift through it. I cannot figure out how to get the dirty text to stop coming to my phone. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot, I go to the, you know, my, my store of, you know, my provider. They offer me no help. I can block yeah. anywhere from 300 to 400 numbers a day if I really wanted to do it. Right. And how does any human being do that? It's, it's, why does this happen? Can somebody please help me? You know, and there's other people saying, stop doing this. Please stop. What is yeah. this? Stop. You know, and this is where we're at and, it, and we can't get it to stop. And, and, and that's again, that goes back to we need our lawmakers to actually have that conversation. People need to discuss this. And if, if I don't care what side of the aisle they're on, if right. they are not saying this, if they're not saying you need to be protected, you need to have the right to say no. I mean, well, how many times have we heard no means no? I mean, it, it, does it mean something different when it's a, a you know, a, some type of medical tyranny? Uh, I mean, it's we all are human beings and we have a right to exist in a manner we feel, you know, that we should. If I don't want to take the shot, nobody should be able to force me. Joe Biden seemed to think that when Trump was president and, and still is, but um, I'm not going down that. <laughs> no, I understand, but even with our kids in West Virginia, we have to give our children shots to be able to attend school, regardless of that West Virginia Constitution that says, hey, children here have a right to a free education. But yet again, but there's the clause. So now you have to give them all these shots. And mm -hmm. That, that is not the inalienable right as a parent. They never put protections in place to protect me from the government. Right. And, 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 and yet I actually had a conversation with a senator and I said, you need to get something in place to protect me from a COVID mandate. Um, you need to do what DeWine and, and you know, whether fan or not, still, they said no passports, no, no vaccine passports, you know, no mandates. You need to put that in place. Well, they, they don't have the votes for the mandates. Well, guess what? We're still in an emergency authorization. What if our governor decides to do that? What does that mean for us as you know, West Virginians? Well, I mean, people just need to also look, I mean, at the timeline, um, you know, just it, it, no matter who you are, where you are, everybody experienced the same thing. Um, you know, once you were allowed to go into a restaurant, there was the, the the tags, all the smart tags on the tables, you know, this, and that was contact tracing and people, did not know that. And who is who is behind a lot of this contact tracing now? People don't understand. It's the Clinton Foundation. They've received a lot of money for contact tracing. That's a little scary, you know. <laughs> but it is. It's all very scary. I, I, you know, I just don't want Bill Clinton calling my house one day saying, "Hey, I, you know, I heard you haven't had your vaccine." You know, I just I don't need that. That's I don't need that. I'm, I'm actually getting ready. My dad called me and said, hey, there's a movie out called Official Secrets. Have you seen it yet? There's no. it's, it's about, um, you know, just uh, what with what happened with Desert Storm, 9-11 uh, and, you know, and the British government lying to their people. And so I'm pretty excited to watch that to just see my dad said, you know, I actually thought X, Y, Z about this person, but now I don't think so. And I'm like, look at that family name and let's go back. Let's go back to. Germany. Let's go. Let's yep. keep going back. Like this is so. It's um. But I I hope no one comes and knocks on my door because I won't open my door. I know Jen Saki in a press briefing said, you know, we want those community volunteers. See, that's what they're doing. That's how you get. You know, nobody oh. wants to be that person who says no. Well, this neighbor took it, and this neighbor took it, and this neighbor took it. So let's let's put up that segregation wall for you. Yeah. You no know, separate. Can you imagine? separate water fountain for the unvaccinated and oh water fountain and i'm like what year is this but it's well 
Oh, it's beyond. People don't understand. They're going to have a a an app at first to tell them that they can travel, and they're going to be asked for their papers. I mean, you know, and whoever you know, whoever enforces this, I, I'm 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 I, I my heart really goes out to them, and I'm not being sarcastic. I I feel for a lot of people in law enforcement because a lot of them are freaked out, and you know. You know, nobody wants to see doctors and and people going door to door with with you know the national guard, you know, and it's happening. Um, you know, in Europe, uh, you know, in France, they started talking about you know on on Freedom Day or whatever they started talking about. You needed you were going to need uh, you know basically the mark of the beast to go shopping. I mean, yeah. that's that's what it is. Well, that's what France is essentially instituting in so many ways right now. It's very well, scary. It is to me. That's very scary because I'm not taking a COVID vaccine. Well, I don't know what it would do to me. I'm medically fragile. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I was going to uh, even just say with all that, and I kind of lost my train of thought because I, just, I start going down all these things because it's just so much. But like, no, I, I don't want to be segregated against. I don't want my children to, you know, have to deal with that. But these if you start indoctrinating, and I believe it's an indoctrination, I've been westernly trained in medicine. I got into it because I, I wanted to help people. That's what my Hippocratic Oath says. And none of this involves telling people what they need to do. None of this. So, you know, it's 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 how you indoctrinate and you teach. And like I said, they don't know what they don't know. So if they only know what they're being taught. And this is how we're seeing it through our higher ed institutions and, you know, from the kids and up. This is I mean, it is a scary to me. It's summing up all those fears. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, I know it's a little corny, but, well, but it's it true. It, it is true. Isn't, because when you really try to decipher the truth or the non-truth what they're spinning on tv to get you to watch the fact is is i know i didn't live in 1960 but when i see a movie um about the water fountains and how different it makes me feel so gross inside to think that we could treat a human being in that way and so back then i don't know the motivation per se for why they did what they did then, because I cannot even understand that. But now I know what the motivation is here. It's money. It's yeah. money. The vaccine. Yeah, power. power. Yeah, exactly. So because I can't imagine treating a human being. And it's funny when I got into pharmacy school, all I ever wanted to do was help people. I always saw myself going down the business route. I love business. I love leadership. I served as the president of my student pharmacist association. I also and ran diabetes clinics, did so many positive things in the community. And now everything that they stand for is nothing but like they're just bought off. Everything they're saying is exactly what pharmaceutical companies want them to do. And never in my life would I have thought that this is the position I would be in. So far removed from the Western trained, you know, ideology of you know, drug companies are amazing. Take this lunch home today. We want to feed you. We want to give you money. And now here I am absolutely, you know, complete antagonist to that narrative, that whole paradigm. So, you know, I guess I'm just very thankful for, you know, all that I have and all that I've been given because I'm helping people in a whole different way in a way that for those that really just feel like they don't even have a lifeline, not just even me. This is not just even about me. It's about our group and our whole mission in that group because this is I am one person who's had one experience. We've got almost 3,000 people with experiences. So getting the word out, and thanks for having me on here and stuff, and getting this word out to just be able to help people. And it's about people. It's not about money with us. So we are getting paid. We're not doing, we use a lot of money to put educational pieces out, like billboards, um, you know, and pamphlets to our legislators and things like that, websites and stuff like that. So, I mean, gotcha. Give people the info, let them make a decision. They're not stupid. West Virginians are not stupid. You know, no, no they're, they're not. They're the best. And they're not going to be pushed around. And, you know, I I, I would just, um, you know, like I said, I, I would ask that everybody think everything through to the logical conclusion if mandates are enforced. I mean, you know, I just think about where that would put us in in you know, the world, where would that have put us in history? 
I mean, we're not on the right side of it, and we never will be if if we're mandating and forcing people into things. And um, I think about even the legislature. If you remember, there was a push with the federal government and guns, and it was, oh, Joe Biden, they're going to take our ARs and all these things. What did the legislature do? They put protections in place so the federal government with the comp- the law enforcement couldn't confiscate the guns. The legislature immediately put those protections in place where our guns could not be confiscated, right? And so I still am trying to wrap my brain around why this is so hard to put a law of protection for us as the people to say, you can't mandate these things. But when you have organizations that are being bought off by these drug companies, pushing flu shots. I mean, we saw those nurses in Texas say, we don't want it. You have to collectively stand against this. So until people do that, but it's just a lot easier to comply than to fight. Is it not? Very complacent society. uh, Hey, $1 million. Let's get complacent, man. (laughs) It's gross. Let's just, you know, maybe, maybe at some point people should start thinking about going all in mass, just pick a day, everybody show up and, and just maybe do something, just be loud enough that they understand, you know, peacefully, but be loud enough that they understand that if you won't hear us through social media, if you won't hear us through our telephone calls and our letters and our emails, that here we are. Can you hear us now? Um, you know, I pray to God that it doesn't get to that point. But, you know, and, and again, it'll be peaceful and it'll probably not even matter to the people casting the votes. But, you know, maybe it'll matter to the people, uh, you know, in the House, but maybe it will matter to the people casting their votes in November. And, you know, like I said, pay attention to what they say. If they don't think that you have a right to decide what is best for you, then they are probably not best for you. Um, and oh, I completely agree. You need to vote for somebody else, somebody that has at least guts because you can't go into politics without guts anymore. Something I've learned in the car business, get it in writing so that you can, uh, you know, recall their ass. I'm sorry, I'm going to get a little, a little crazy, but you if, if you mine. need to. <laughs> That's right. You recall mine from eight, 16, 18 months ago. So, yes, get in writing. So, Chanda, um, one more time. Give out how they can get in touch with you, uh, you know, with the with the uh, Health Freedom Group and uh, just, uh, you know, anything that you want to put out there, anything I, that you want to say that I didn't ask. I've got five pages and the longer I went, the, the more I, I eventually had to set the pen down and say, look, I, I'm going to quit. And God, just let it let us get out what we need to say. So well, anything do- I missed, anything you want to say? Let's do it again soon. But first of all, thank you so much for having me on here. I hope that you do. Um, uh, get this out there for people to hear and see. But if you want to get in touch with um, West Virginians for Health Freedom, it's www.wv4forhealthfreedom.com. And we just have a lot of information on there. We have our weekly messages, that we multiple ones. We have face to a case where many parents sent in videos of just what happened to them. So if someone did have a COVID vaccine reaction or just not sure, maybe someone else had that reaction and yes. they made a video about it. So, you know, it's just a community and a place where people can just, you know, conversate and come to for information. You know, we have the CDC and the FDA referenced on there. We have a lot of different references because look, we are not just anti-vaccine. We're just pro-health freedom, right? So uh, people can visit the website. It You can learn how to join there. We're working on a donate button now because we're always up for taking private donations if people want to give to us. It helps. We've had do- uh, billboard campaigns. We've educated a lot of people. I saw one woman really upset because of the flu shot billboard, her kids read that and said, wait a minute, I don't know if I want to get that flu shot. She, had, she said, who is this Chanda XXX? She's a X blah, blah, blah. She was <laughs> upset because now her children didn't want to get a flu shot. That's not my fault. That's what the truth is. You need to tell your kids the truth. God bless you is what I say. Well, I mean, and it's like, I can put that billboard up myself. The organization did because we care about you. And we, it's like with colon cancer, breast cancer, you know, if it affects you personally, you just kind of want to tell people, hey, did you eat this food? This causes ulcers, right? You're, that's what you do. So for all of us in this community, we're just trying to help people examine your, we're saying, hey, we're your friends. We're not giving you medical advice, but look at your life. Don't forget if you're medically fragile, 
ask questions, this and that. So they can get on the website. We have a Facebook group and um, there's always questions being posed on there and a community comes together. No medical advice, it's straight up education. But we also have a PAC, a political action committee with the Health Freedom Group. So we work on um, trying to get people eliminated out of the legislature, um, like certain uh, physicians who like to push for tyranny. Uh, we don't we don't want physicians who push for tyranny in the legislature. We want physicians and healthcare providers who honor the oath and care about people. Right. So, you know, but that's so we have a pack. We do the politics through the pack, but we also have, you know, the educational group. And so people can reach out. We get we get messages all the time. We welcome them all the time. So awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. You have been great. Thank you once again. And uh, we will do this again soon. I'm sure that uh, something's going to be crazy enough that uh, I'll reach out to you or you'll reach out to, you, to me and be like, hey, this is this probably needs to be talked about. But um, you know, so. thank you for your service and fight the good fight. We'll talk to you next time. For God, for country, for truth, for justice, for the Republic. You're listening to the Powder Monkey Podcast on PirateInfoWars.com.